This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I am thrilled and honored today to be with Brooke Miller. Brooke, thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure, and I would love to give you the mic to introduce yourself and to let us know who are you, where are you from, and how do you stay busy during the day? Yeah. So uh, my name is Brooke Miller, and I live outside of Portland, Oregon, in the beautiful wine country, Willamette Valley. And um, I stay busy during the day with my private practice. I'm a psychotherapist and a coach. And I help my therapy clients with um, mainly emotion regulation, learning how to cope with stress, anxiety, depression, learning coping tools. Um, I also see families and couples, communication and those kinds of things. Um, and then with my coaching clients, I help them to create the next big thing, whatever they want to, whatever they want to up level in their lives, whatever results they want to achieve and um, create their best lives. What a beautiful combination of types of work that you do. I, I really appreciate how the two types of work that you do can be complementary to each other and must be very rewarding for you as well. It is. I'm never bored and I just love helping people with wherever they're at and wherever they're going. It's really that is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Topics a bit, Brooke. As you know, this is a podcast by and for women who've gone through some really rough stuff. So I'm going to ask you: Would you be willing to summarize what you went through and what was the worst part for you? Yeah. So uh, my transformation started in 2014 when my 12-year marriage ended, and my daughter was five at the time. Um. You know, and in addition to the normal trauma of divorce and dismantling a family, the worst part of it for me was that I was completely alone and living in a place that I didn't want to be. Mm. We had just moved to Cali sorry, from California, where I had lived for over 20 years, to Oregon. And it was a move I was ambivalent about, but I had agreed to kind of in support of my husband and what he wanted to do in terms of career change and some lifestyle changes that we wanted to make. And ironically, six months after our move here to Oregon, he was back in California working and I was left to keep life going at home, keep our daughter going. I was um, starting my practice again for the third time. And I was grieving with, you know, the initial separation, I was depressed, extremely homesick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was self-medicating with alcohol and marijuana just to get by. Um, and I was, a thousand miles away from my friends and family. I felt really abandoned and alone. And I wanted to just rush back to California, you know, go back to my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but when it came down to decision making time, I had to weigh out, you know, what is going to get me to the goal. And the goal was strategy because at that point, I mean, by the time my 
sorry, the goal was um, stability. Stability. So what was the strategy that would get us there? My daughter and myself. Um, I had, I mean, we had made three out-of-state moves at that point and lived in five different houses by the time my daughter was six years old. Mm -hmm. So I needed to stick the landing and I needed it to be the place that, you know, would be lasting and that I could do it with ease. Mm -hmm. So when it came down to it, um, decision time, you know, my ex at the time did find something in, in Oregon, found work. My private practice was starting to take off and um, my daughter was accepted into the charter school that we really wanted. So despite my really strong desire to go back home, back to the comfort zone, back to the familiar, I had to make the bigger picture decision, the one that made sense in the, in the long game. And so I did, I decided to stay and build a life here. That sounds really, really hard, really, really challenging. The phrase that you said that sticks out for me is saying that you needed to stick the landing. And that resonates for me a lot because you're thinking about your daughter, you're thinking about yourself, you're thinking about sort of the arc of her life and your life, and you're also dealing with your soon-to-be ex-spouse and your ex-spouse. And that is a lot, that's a lot to be dealing with at the same time. And I think that one thing that I'm finding in common with my guests who go through a lot of trauma, especially at a time when they have children, is that need to play that long game and to think about what is going to be the most solid next action in the longer term. And it may be the exact opposite of the action that we want to take right now. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So let's skip ahead a little bit, Brooke, and let's get to the, let's get to the, the, the fun meaty part, which is, well, not that the, anyway, it was meaty before. It's all meaty. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where you are now, because it takes so much strength and so much will and so much who knows what to get to the other side of what you were dealing with. What is the best thing about where you are now? Yeah, now, you know, I mean, it, it took me a long, slow process to embrace life here, mm -hmm. you know, in the Pacific Northwest. Now I really enjoy the quality of life here, the, um, you know, access to, to nature and just, you know, the pace of things and uh, the value system. There, there's so much to enjoy here now that it, it feels more like home, you know? Um, also, I have complete control over my life, you know? I sort of lost myself in my marriage and I've regained, you know, myself in bigger and better ways. And I, and I now have control over, over myself, my life, and a second chance at happiness. And I see, you know, my daughter thriving my ex and I have actually been able to create, um, after a few bumpy years, first few years, we've created a really nice working co-parenting relationship. And I see how that 
powerfully impacts my daughter and she's so securely attached to both of us mm -hmm. and we can be that support for each other. So we've reorganized our family unit in a way that really is functional for all of us, which is wonderful. And then on a deeper level, you know, I, I, I got myself back, but a stronger and more resilient version of myself. And I trust myself because I know that, you know, when I'm backed into a corner, I'm going to, I'm going to come out fighting and I'm going to emerge victorious. So I have that self-trust and that confidence now. I think self-trust is, I'm so big on self-trust these days because I know what it's like to lose it and I know what it's like to get it back. Right. And to me, there couldn't be a, a better gift, a better way to walk through a day than to know that even though everything may not be perfect and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, that we have that trust in ourselves and in our ability to make decisions. And I really admire admire in you that you were you were showing that ability and and relying on that ability to make long game long-term stability centered decisions even at a time when you were going through such trauma yeah so i can only yeah. imagine where it's taking you now <laughs> that's so so great yeah it's foundational for sure so that's the idea, right? Keep your eye on the goal. You bet. Yep. Brooke, who are some other brave warriors like you, other women who've been through absolute caca and they've come out on the other side? Maybe, maybe some women who've been inspirational to you who would be wonderful guests on this podcast. Yeah. Um, the first person that came to mind was my, um, my BFF from high school. Her name's Diana Valverde. And, um, you know, she, I mean, started off maybe 10 years ago, marrying a man with three children. I mean, that's a warrior move in and of itself. Anyone who takes on, you know, that role of step parent and steps into it in a positive and engaging way, um, you know, kudos right off the bat. And, you know, she and her husband had their own beautiful, healthy daughter and everything was going well and around two, about two years after their daughter was born she was diagnosed with breast cancer mm -hmm. and they had to you know treat it very aggressively so she went through you know chemo and that whole nightmare the depression shaving her head i mean the whole thing survived it beat it you know she's still healthy to this day um cancer-free, but then her marriage started to fall apart. Oh, man. <laughs> Yikes. Come on. I know. And, you know, conflict escalated. It was a really nasty divorce uh, that reverberates, you know, today remains a stressor in that dynamic. Uh, that dynamic is a stressor in her life. But her focus, again, sticking the landing, creating stability um, post-divorce, her focus was, I will move in with my family, move in with my mom, save money, get financially upright, and I'm going to buy a house. And after three years, did, did just that. And the same week that she closed on her home, 
her mother was diagnosed with a debilitating health condition mm. with a not awesome prognosis. So then she was faced with that juggle of self-care and, you know, caring for her daughter and her mother, right? That squeeze that so many people find themselves in in middle age. Yes. So she's still soldiering on and she's a total warrior and such an inspiration to me. And um, she's also one of the funniest people on the planet. So if you can get her on your podcast, I think it'd be a really good interview. That's so great. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I will definitely reach out to her. We'll have some laughs. <laughs> so, um, so making a little transition to really what is the, the essential part of this podcast, which is, Brooke, based on your personal experience as well as your professional experiences with your clients, both coaching and therapy clients, what is a piece of advice that you would give, or maybe two, to women who are going through the muck right now, who are going through crisis right now, and they're asking, how am I going to get to the other side of this? Yeah, it's such a, a great question. Uh, first thing that came to mind uh, when I heard that question was <clears throat> the thing that's helped me the most and continues to help me, and that is to become a master at monotasking. Mm -hmm. Just learning how to focus your attention on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, and even now my life is stable, but it's of course crazy at times and there's a lot of, you know, things going on. And when I get overwhelmed and I can't breathe and I don't know what to focus on, you know, it, it just comes down to what's the next thing, just one thing at a time. And that grounding affirmation helps every time. Um, when I was going through hell, you know, during the time of my separation and divorce, I actually had an image come to my mind and it was of my feet on um, stones in a river. And as I stepped on each stone, it lit up. And that was the message that came to me, just one step at a time. And it, it's so simple, but as with any truth, right? The most simple things are often the most powerful. Yes, that is beautiful. I love that image. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking about steps too, thinking about literally with my feet taking steps. And the, the only choice was to take another step forward and then another step forward and the next thing and the next thing. And I found that I was able to do that. Yeah. And none of it, none of it was easy. And of course there were times when I got really overwhelmed, but that, yeah, I really like that a lot. The other thing that that helps with is it helps us because it's the practice of focusing your attention with intention. So basic mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am bringing myself back each moment, no, let me, let me focus on what is right here in front of me. That practice in itself can counteract, you know, all of the anxiety, the stress, the multiple, you know, all the stimulation we're always dealing with. Helping, uh, you know, when we're able to focus our attention, that is a skill that we all need to be practicing for a lifetime. It's very valuable. I agree. And especially now where we live in a society where we are 
convinced and sometimes shown that we don't ever have to wait for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, changing the topic again, since we're all about being epic on this podcast, Brooke, I would love to know what is a superpower that you would want to have if you could have any superpower that you don't already have? Yes. Um, you know, it's kind of related to what I do, but I think it would just, you know, shorten the time span. I would really like to be able to turn on people's compassion, you know, get them in touch with compassion because there's so much judgment in the world, judgment of each other, of, of others, but also self-judgment. And if we could just flip that switch and tune into compassion, whether it's compassion for others or compassion for ourselves, you know, if we could just take away the judgment and replace it, we would live in a much more peaceful and connected world. I agree with you big time. Brooke, thank you so much for your insight, for being my guest today. I would love to know where we can find you online and follow you. Yes. So uh, my website is brookmillercoaching.com. That's Brooke with an E. Um, I'm also newly on Instagram, so not a lot going on there, but I am there. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's Brooke Miller Coaching there too. And then I have a Facebook page. Um, so just getting the social media going, but you can find me on, on those two sites um, and my website as well. Awesome, awesome. So this is Nikki Bruno with Brooke Miller on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more info about staging an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.